Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best friends forever! Best friends forever! Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do, do, do! Do, 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 do! Yo, this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie! Happy Tuesday. Some interesting spring training games on the board today. Going to talk about the outfield position. Uh, Really see how far we can get into the outfield position because... It's very deep. Well, not deep in terms of talent, but there's just a lot of players. There's, like, so many different players sure to get to. Are. So, you know, I think we'll aim for, like, top 20, maybe top 30, try and get through, like, three, four tiers of talent, I'd imagine. But, Greg. Yes? How did you sleep last night, buddy? I slept great. I slept great, man. Slept great? I did. I went to bed, like, now that Raw ends at, like, exactly 11 o'clock, because Monday's, like, bachelor night, right? So Bachelor's like two hours. Shouldn't say that on the show out loud. Why? <laughs> it's because, you know, Bachelor, right? I'm not ashamed. Okay. So the Bachelor. So Judy watches The Bachelor from 8 to 10. So I usually watch like whatever the beginning of Raw is. We usually eat dinner at about 8 o'clock, as you know. So we eat dinner. She starts The Bachelor whenever we're done. So 8, 30, 45, whatever. I watch a little bit of Raw. Then I go out and watch the rest of the like, like, last half hour, let's say, of The Bachelor. And then I get to fast forward to like, the last hour of Raw. So I'm like, live for the end. Now that it ends like exactly 11 o'clock, and baseball hasn't started yet. Obviously, there's no Monday Night Football. And the Knicks suck. So I'm like... Well, they didn't play last night, too. Right? And they didn't play last night. I'm like, all right. We go to bed. So I went to bed at like exactly like 11.09 last night. And the next thing I knew, my alarm went off. I was like, wow. That was a good sleep. I can't even tell you the last time that happened. Yeah. I, I'd have to be pretty inebriated for that to happen. Sure. That usually helps boost the sleep. Normal, random... Weeknight, it's great. It doesn't go well for me. Really? Like how often yeah, do you wake lot, up? Lots of tossing and turning, and I, you know, I think about a lot of stuff when I try to go to bed. Greg, I think too much. That's my problem. I gotta think less. I just gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I think too much. That's what it comes down to. I do a lot of thinking in bed. Yeah. I also do a lot of reading in bed, which is bad. Like you're not supposed to read your phone and stuff. No, no, no it's bad. Before you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read a lot. I, you know, that's the time where you know people normally. You, you, the old-fashioned, the movies and stuff. You see people reading their books before they go to sleep and stuff. That's when I read a lot of, you know, sports, fantasy, you know. So the problem get is... Get my latest fix like the kind cool, of thing. So the cool thing about that is, like, when you're reading a book, you kind of get, like, lost in whatever, like, world you're in, right? Like, in the mm-hmm. book, theoretically. But you're, like, reading stats. and You're reading articles and trying to, like, retain information to learn about players. And you're trying to, obviously, just understand more and be more prepared and be better educated in this. And you're just, like, reading... And by doing so, it's just like your brain is working too hard at that moment, I think. You get lost in a book. You're just like, all right, this is cool. You get tired. You go to sleep. But you're so focused on this that 
you're not ready. To, you, you, your brain can't shut down yet. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this great fantasy baseball invitational Champions League thing. And right you now. are like so crazily focused on it. <laughs> I'm stressed out. Like, man. You're stressed out. Like, like, I toss a turn. I wake up out. in the middle of the night like, dude, God, do I want to take Malik Smith? Do I want to take Michael Brandon? Like Frank made a pick ah. yesterday. Frank made a pick yesterday. <laughs> and then I'm not even in this league. And Frank made a pick yesterday. And every pick he was giving me up to, I was like, dude, you don't pick for another 25 picks. Like, what are you doing? That was not true. Yes, it was. No, I was giving you an update when there was like three people before no, no, me no, no, and there no, was no, an no, outfielder no, no, no. I no, no. Speaking there, of the, the Mariners oh, jersey, got a little Mitch Hanniger action yesterday. There were five outfielders that you wanted. So immediately after you took James Paxton, which is what I thought the right move was, yep. you were giving me the updates it's on not, all five It wasn't outfielders. 25 picks. It was, it was actually like 15. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Hey, man, look, this is my first... You know, I've done some best ball drafts and stuff. This is my first legit roto draft. Listen, so I get of, it, know, man. I get breaking it. Breaking it down here. I totally get it. But, Fun. like, if you... You shouldn't be doing it before you go to bed. Like, make a pick and then, like, all right, we'll see it in the morning. You can't do that. I was... <laughs> I had to make a pick last night. I ended up taking Jesus Aguilar in the seventh round. Something like that you, which you do not like. I don't apparently. like it. It seems early to me. Seventh round? Yeah. I mean, his ADP is a lot earlier than that, if it, if it, if it makes you feel any better. It doesn't. Um... Yeah, I was just kind of like staring at stats and stuff for like an hour last night trying to figure out who to draft. I'm sure Kingo was thrilled. She's already, like, she goes to sleep early. I told you this many times. I understand, but I felt, when you say last night, like, you didn't say like after she went to bed. You know? She goes to bed at like 10 o'clock. And then you're like pumped. No. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> well, not yesterday. She burned her finger, so I had to wash all the dishes. Brutal. I wash all the dishes Brutal. almost every night. Yeah. And she was looking them over today, and she put a bunch of them back in the sink. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't do a good job. That's awesome. I honestly was pissed off because there were so many dishes. It yeah, took yeah. me like 30 minutes to do. What did you eat last night? You so many dishes. There, I mean, stop, if I stop. chicken, rice, and beans, uh-huh. and like pepper. Like there's a lot plates. of pots and like oh, plates. Oh, pots and, and the worst. Yeah, like spoons and all this. So we oh, told you God. on Sunday night for the Oscars. It was Oscar. brutal. There was a lot of stuff to do. And then apparently I did it bad, too. <laughs> On Sunday night, we like watched the Oscars. We made wings and stuff. And First logic, though, Greg, because if I do them bad enough too many times, she'll be like, "You don't even have to do them anymore." Mm. So That's on, the hope. On on Sunday, we watched the watched the Oscars. We made like wings and stuff. Um, so we had all these dishes, and like we were eating at the TV because we we're watching the Oscars. So she brings all the plates there and kind of just leaves them there. Like, are you leaving them there for me? She goes, "No, I just like we're watching the Oscars. I'll do it. We'll do it later." I was like, "All right." Like, why can't we do them together? Like, yeah, we can, but like, I just felt like you just literally took our plates up there and just left them there instead of just like washing them. We'll do it later. But it was all a trick. She played me. I got played. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me because Judy wears the pants. Because she knew. Smarter than no, she just knows my (laughs) tendencies in that like I wouldn't be able to just like have them sitting there. So remember, we talked for a while on Sunday night, you and I. Remember? Yes, we did. So while I was on the phone with you. I just sat there cleaning dishes, and she knew it. She knew I would be able to do it, and I did. I sat there on the phone with you, and while I'm you were phone, washing dishes while we were on the phone, I had my headphones in, so I had to go talk to Pretty you. Pretty impressive. And I'm washing the dishes. Yeah, I, w- I probably wouldn't be able to focus. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to focus. I wash a dish. Well, I'm not good at it anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today on the show, we're getting into the outfield preview. As, as Frank mentioned, there's so many outfielders. Uh, we're thinking this is going to take about like a three-day affair, we, we were thinking. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, Frank's not going to be going to be here Thursday, so I'll take you, you home on Thursday with all the, like, the late-round guys and the sleepers and whatnot. Um, I'm hoping Ventura will join me for two hours. He doesn't know that yet. but um, Ventura, if you're listening downstairs, two hours for you on Thursday. That's, that's kind of the goal here. It's having on Thursday. Actually, have to, uh, we do have a guest booked for Friday, which will be awesome. Oh, a lot of fun. Uh, Thursday, the second hour, is actually going to be a combine preview show. 
We'll be in the combine, so Jim Day's going to be on here. Um, oh, nice. With Chris and I. So I'm hoping that first hour we venture and I talking baseball, wrapping up the outfielders in the second hour. Outfield uh, sleepers, some we'll Dr. A. We'll do the combine. We'll do the combine. Yeah, the outfield injury updates um, with Dr. A in the first hour. Please ask Dr. A about Justin Upton. Sure. Because he has patellar tendinitis, which If you could remind me of that terrible. tomorrow when I send him the list, that would sure. be great. You'll be here for that. Yeah. Uh, Friday... Uh, we have a uh, guest coming in or on Skype, which will be awesome. It'll be um, some of your pitchers list, which is cool. And you're a big fan of that. Yeah, Nick Pollock. Nick Pollock. Yeah. yeah. They, they do great work. They, they do a lot of gifts, a lot of videos out on Twitter. Uh, but not just that. I mean, Nick is a great fantasy baseball player, great fantasy baseball mind. I listen to work that he's done on the Sleeper and the Bus podcast with Paul Sporer. I respect his opinion a lot. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean... Pitcher list. We're going to start our starting pitcher preview on Friday with Nick Pollock. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yep. So there you go. So Nick Pollock uh, will be uh, on Skype with us for the first hour of the show venture. Of course, will be out on us with us for hour two. And we're hoping to have Ian Cotton tomorrow. I didn't want to announce that, but uh, I reach out for him tomorrow. He's going to see if it could work, and we'd like to have him in studio, which would be great for like that middle outfielder. It would be awesome. Nice. So. Today on the show, we are getting into the top little outfielders, and we'll see how far we get, and where, wherever we land, we'll pick up tomorrow. Nice and easy. So we start at the top, and I have a very simple question to start this off, Frank. Can you make an argument that Mookie Betts should go ahead of Mike Trout? Mm, you can make the argument for it, just because he's been healthier the past couple of seasons. To me, that's really the only argument on a per-game basis. Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball, but... Look, these are undoubtedly the top two picks in fantasy baseball. Like, there's no reason to try and get cute. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, they're legit five-category contributors if you play in Roto. And if you play in a points league, uh, both of these guys make a lot of contact. They both walk a decent amount. They're both going to hit at the top of, uh, you know, the Red Sox is a little bit of a better lineup than the Angels, but pretty good lineups. They're both going to hit at the top there. So I think regardless of format, these are your top two players. I know that you'll see some people tweeting about how my, uh, Mookie Betts has out-earned Mike Trout, in terms of auction dollars over the past couple of seasons in Roto, and that really just comes down to the health. That And that comes down to, you know, him playing more games consistently. So, uh, yeah, that's the argument that you can make. You know, if you think, uh, you know, you think this is a recurring thing with Mike Trout where he's going to miss, you know, maybe 20, 30 games per season kind of thing, you worry about that. There were a few leagues in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and you'll hear us talk about this. The Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational is kind of like Scott's fistball, but for baseball. There's... 15-team team, uh, Roto Leagues, there's about, you know, I want to say 15 of them, something like that. There might even be more, but it's a, a bunch of different 15-team Roto Leagues, and everyone's competing in their league, but also against each other for an overall. So we have a lot of data and a lot of average draft position um, data based on these drafts that are going on right now, and I know that there were a few drafts where Mookie Betts was actually selected ahead of Mike Trout. It's not, like, unspeakable. Me, personally, I wouldn't do it. I, I would still take Mike Trout. In the I league. wouldn't do it either. Mike Trout's still a guy. It's crazy that like Mike Trout's been in the league for so long at this point that you're like, oh man, he's probably getting old. He's probably slowing down. He's 27 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's the best he player is. in baseball every year. Like, all right, so maybe we get a little more speed about Mookie Betts. I'm not even. I'm Mike not, Trout has missed an this. average of 35 games over the past two seasons. That you know, so that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not nothing. No, that's a, that's a pretty big. Uh, that's a pretty big bugaboo. When it comes I mean, to I mean, realistically, all, Mike most Trout. of that came in 2017. Last year, he missed 20 games. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it still matters though. Mike Trout, uh, Mookie Betts is a little bit more durable. Sure. Have, uh, look, have fun with that, man. Like, you know, I'm not even. I'm not doing it. I mean, you want to talk? I have some stats written down for both of these. Like, I honestly didn't do much digging into either one because it's just like if you just look at the surface stats, 
Hard hit rate, 91st percentile for Mike Trout. His sprint speed was 94th percentile, so legitimately one of the best athletes in the game in terms of uh, elite contact and elite speed. At least 22 stolen bases in three straight seasons for Trout. At least 27 home runs in seven straight. A 307 career hitter. Um, with Mookie Betts, 346 batting average last year. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, won the batting title last season. 129 runs also led the MLB. At least 101 runs scored in, in three straight seasons. At least 26 stolen bases. These are your top two players. They're going to contribute in all five categories. It's top two players on the board, but I do have to ask, like, is there an argument to take Max Scherzer ahead of one or both no. of them? Okay. Okay, great. Fair, it's a fair question. I mean, someone might be thinking about it. No, I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy yeah, you just you have, shut it down. You have that. Well, I don't have you, this, ha you have, dude, you I have, have better that Scherzer. decision. I have Betzer Scherzer, sure. Yeah, Betzer Scherzer. In your like, people, people have discussed that as well. I, I mean, just not just me. A couple of years ago, I had the first overall pick, and it was actually, given the players that were kept and whatnot, it was actually between Betts and Kershaw at the time. And I wound up, take, and I wound up taking Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw, by um, the way. Yeah, not looking good right now, Bob. No, it's, although it's not worse than Carlos Martinez, which is another thing. Is it really not? I mean, Kershaw can't even throw a ball right now. Dude, Carlos Martinez is in a sling. <laughs> is that a kayfabe? <laughs> like someone's going to come out and spit a promo for Carlos Martinez. He was making the injury all along. And he just hits him with a cast. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, so uh, Trout and Betts go 1-2. No argument by anybody, right? Cool. That is correct. And look, if you really do worry about pitching... On your next turn, take two starting pitchers. Sure. You're in a prime position wrong that. to do so where, you know, I believe in my leagues, uh, the you person say, who's... You say took, like Carlos Carrasco over there, right? Yeah, like you... Corey Kluber fell all the way great. to that in a 15-team league. You know, Blake Snell's in that range. Sure. Carrasco, Severino, Trevor Bauer. That's great. Uh, Walker Bueller. So, you know, snag two of those guys if you really want to shore up your starting pitching. Absolutely. You already have one of the two best hitters in baseball. Then you get to the next outfielder on the board... NFBC-wise. And by the way, you can check out Frank's outfield rank soon enough inside his Patreon. But... Which you will have to pay for. You're going to have to pay for that. We're giving you the infield and the catcher for free. But outfield starting pitching and the relievers... Maybe we'll make the relievers free. But the outfielders and the starting pitchers... A lot of work. A lot of names there. Unfortunately, you're going to have to pay for that. How much is that going to cost people? Uh, well, we have different packages. For the rankings. For the rankings. Uh, for the rankings, like, reveal, that'll be, like, the $5 tier. So that's the $5 tier. But from, like, my updated, like, rankings that you could see, like, the fantasy pros, which I'm going to uh, plug in and, like, keep updating that. that so ultimately, you want the initial rankings, you get $5. For the ones that are going to be on fantasy pros, which is going to update really every week, every month, that's going to be a, a $10 tier for you. Listen, it, it's 10, 10 bucks to get the updated ranks. Like, yeah. It's like a beer in the city. Like, Come take, on. Take my money. It's ten, <laughs> it's, it's 10 bucks for the updated ranks on Frank's Patreon. And I do actually want to take this uh, time to make the announcement that uh, came out yesterday that Roto Experts this year is going to uh, 365 days of football content. Um, football is obviously the number one sport in this industry. So that's where Roto Experts is going to focus. And there's a lot of great talent on the Daily Roto side and on the Roto Experts side that's going to contribute to that football content. Frank may be one of those names uh, coming up after we get through baseball draft season. But if you want your baseball content, obviously we're all over Fantasy Sports Radio Network and all over the Fantasy Sports Network giving you that baseball content. And if you want our experts' rankings, there's nobody that we have uh, that's better than Frank. So please, if any money that you would have contributed towards the Roto Experts baseball package, should go in this man's pocket. It's Frank Stample's Patreon. Now, in your Patreon, I'm going to assume that your next outfielder off the board was J.D. Martinez, who you've taken in drafts, in best balls, and whatnot thus far. He's number three, according to the NFBC, and I've actually uh, limited the scope 
to February 15th to today. So almost like the last 10 days or so, getting rid of early February because things have changed. Spring training started and whatnot. So I, I've limited my scope doing the- February 15th to now. Okay, I'll do the same thing. Okay. So over the last two weeks or, or last 11 days or so, J.D. Martinez goes next, followed by Christian Yelich and then Ronald Acuna. All these guys, these guys, uh, according to NFBC, are five, six, and seven. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with the tier? Do you agree with the order? Yeah, so I have my top tier is Trout and Betts. I think they're in a tier of their own. To me, that's tier one. Tier two starts with J.D. Martinez, uh, and I do have it in the order J.D. Martinez, Christian Yelich, and Ronald Acuna. But I will say, if you are worried about the stolen bases, uh, for example, in my Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational League, Acuna and Yelich both went before J.D. Martinez. So if you're someone who worries about the stolen base category a little bit more than others, then Acuna and Yelich might be where you want to go instead of J.D. Martinez. But, look, J.D. Martinez is still, look, he's an elite four-category contributor in terms of batting average, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, uh, the ability to hit the ball hard. He finally stayed healthy last year because he was mostly a DH for the Boston Red Sox. That's going to be the case again. He's going to hit in the middle of a great lineup. 330 last year, Greg. That was second best in all of baseball. Behind who? Mookie Betts. Again, that lineup's really good. I don't think you can go wrong with any three of these guys. We'll talk about it more when we get back. Yeah, absolutely. We have another hour and 40 minutes to go over all these guys. So stick around. More from your BFFs coming up right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Scout Fantasy Sports I took Aaron Judge He's being undervalued I think he's the first round pick And consistently going in the second round Although on my Scout 44 The guy on the turn at 12 took him 13 I thought I was getting him at 14 I'm like, is this guy kidding me? I don't understand it. Like, he was a first-round pick last year. What did he do last year to say that the guy's not any good? He had 27 homers, 67 RBIs, and 112 games. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. We are back here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy now we're Sports Radio Network. A couple of news and notes we do want to get to before we continue on with the outfielders. Clayton Kershaw shut down again 
left oh, for soreness. I know he's still available. He's still available in your draft. Who is this? Kershaw. Uh, no, he went. the The slide ended at pick eighty one, Greg, Jeez. which was the that was the max pick. Max pick, min pick. What would that be? Max pick. Uh, no, yeah, that would be his max pick. That was his max pick in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational across all the leagues. That was the latest he went. So he went in the sixth round um, at pick eighty one, and you know I saw a lot of discussion about it on Twitter yesterday. I, look, there was already reasons to be concerned with the decreased velocity, the decreased skills. You know, I talked with Modica a little bit about it yesterday, and it seems like, you know, a lot of people agreed that maybe he should have went even later. It's only getting, He can't throw a ball right now. It's only getting worse when it comes to Clayton Kershaw, who has tried, I believe, twice now to get back on the mound and throw, and it just hasn't gone well, unfortunately. From Bill Plunkett yesterday, Dave, Dave Roberts said Clayton Kershaw, quote, didn't feel great about throwing today. Throwing program back on hold. We already had concerns with, you know, injury risk and, uh, you know, skill risk in terms of, you know, he's not striking people out as much. He's walking a few more guys. Uh, the, the velocity is down. You have to worry, is he going to go 150, 160 innings? And now you have to worry about, well, when is he going to pitch? There's too many concerns. I could, you know, I pass on this guy in the fifth, you know, uh, the fourth, fifth round as my SP3. I couldn't pull the trigger. I totally agree with you. I think there's way too many concerns with Clayton Kershaw right now. Way too many concerns. And that shoulder's just not right. And this is coming from somebody who last year's velocity dipped. Everything dipped last year. Every metric you can read was was bad for Clayton Kershaw. Besides, you know, the ERA and, and whatnot. So, be very, very, very cautious. We'll ask Dr. Ray about Clayton Kershaw, obviously. On Thursday. That's your headliner right there. That is the headliner. Uh, Other up by Justin Upton. Speaking of headliners, Nolan Arenado signs the highest AAV contract in baseball history, $32.5 million a year for an eight-year, $260 million contract extension, which goes into effect this year. Arenado off the market. Good for him. Good for the Rockies. Yeah. Also, ask Dr. Ray about Arenado, because he had like a shoulder thing in the second half last year, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. So I just want to make sure, like... Is he still good? Was he still amazing in the second half? He was, I mean, he declined a little bit. It wasn't, like, anything too drastic. But, I mean, these shoulder things can linger. So, you know, he's like, all right, one of the names, if you get to it, you get to it kind of thing with Dr. He's on the end of the list. Yeah, he's on the end of the list. But, you know, I do want to know if there's any, like, uh, residual effects of that shoulder from last season. Yeah, batted 312 in the first half, just 275 in the second half for Arenado last year. I want to know about Um, that. But, look, 23 homers in the first. Great for keeper, great for Dynasty. You have him in a keeper league. This is great. I mean, obviously for Dynasty... You know, being in Coors Field, there's there's no better spot. Never leaving. And look at his home road splits in his career, too. So uh, this is great great for them. They're still expected to be a pretty good um, free agent class next year, one that will be headlined by uh, Anthony Rendon. Looks like he's the the best hitter available for next year. And there's guys like Justin Verlander, Chris Sale, Eric Cole, uh, Paul Goldschmidt also up there as well. So a pretty good class next season. Um, I don't know if it has the same combination of – Youth meets talent that this one had in terms of Bryce Harper and and, and Manny Machado, uh, but definitely some better pitchers available next season than there are this year. It, this year was really Dallas Keuchel and you know a couple of relievers. Nothing nothing too great in terms of starting pitching. Absolutely. So let's get back to the outfielders now, and we are in that JD Martinez, Christian Yelich, and Ronald Acuna don't, territory. Don't do that. Don't do the uh, Yelich the Yelich thing. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. Modica came on for one Monday, and he's already got you saying Yelich. He, he got me. He got me yesterday. Christian Yelich. Yelich. How many times did you try and uh, get Modica to not say that? And he just doesn't listen. Every day. But like, there's, I do that with multiple players for multiple people. Um, who was it? Oh, my God. Who, who, who was it yesterday? Yelich. No, no, no. It wasn't Yelich, and it wasn't Modica. It was somebody I was talking to about a certain player. I like, kept saying the player's name. And I kept correcting them over... Oh, Was it Miles Mikolas? No, it wasn't Miles. Because I still don't know how to say it. Is no, it Mikolas? Is it not, Mikolas? It's not, I think it's just Mikolas. Mikolas? Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember who it was. It doesn't, doesn't matter. All right. So there's J.D. Martinez, Christian Yelich, and, and Ronald... <laughs> Great and, story, Greg. <laughs> I wish I remember the player who it was. I, I apologize now. It's, an, it's annoying no, that I can't remember. You should. Remember. It was just a couple days ago. You right? should. Apologize. Um, all right, Frankie. Break it down. Yeah, look, with, uh, with J.D. Martinez... I would probably still take him over all three of these guys. I you know you could. Some people might worry about the injuries, but look, he played 150 games last year. He finally stayed healthy. Three of the five years before, um, three of the last five seasons, he was 123 games or less. So I understand some of your concern, but he doesn't really play outfield all that much. They protect him now. He plays a lot of DH, uh, and you know that obviously helped him last season. This guy's been hitting the ball hard his entire career. Over the past five seasons, he's been over. 40% hard hit rate. He's been hitting the ball hard since it was cool to hit the ball hard, Greg. And, you know, 93 mile average exit velocity. That was eighth best in baseball. You know, I trust this guy. 300 hitter, 40 plus home runs, uh, close to 100 runs, definitely over 100 RBIs as long as he stays healthy. That's the biggest knock on, on J.D. Martinez. Being a DH kind of changed everything for him. Uh, obviously, he did that a lot in, in Detroit, but not as much as he could have with Victor Martinez, Miguel Cabrera there. Went over to Arizona the second half of that year, couldn't be the DH. Last year, essentially as a full-time DH, was able to stay healthy and play in those 150 games. And Now, back-to-back seasons of 40 home runs. This guy's, this guy's um, ability to hit the ball completely changed when he revamped his swing, and you saw that in Detroit, and it just has not stopped. And I understand you have the age concerns at 31 years old, but 31 is not exactly old by any means. And I think playing in Fenway Park, hitting in that lineup. He is, out of Ronald Acuna and, and Christian Yelich, I understand that he cannot give you the fifth category of stolen bases, but I think what he can do is almost most replicable out of the, these guys. Like, I trust J.D. Martinez to do what he did again, more so than necessarily Ronald Acuna. Um, Ronald Acuna, you're buying what you expect him to do. More yeah. so than, I should say no, more that's so fair, than, though, because both guys Christian had Yelich. ridiculous second halves. Correct. And even when we were talking to Modica yesterday, he's someone who likes Yelich, he said, look, regression is going to come. But even if regression comes, he's still going to be a very, very great player. Great player. He's going to be like a top 10 player. And that's why he's being drafted where he is in fantasy. It shouldn't surprise you Yelich that. It, it shouldn't surprise you that J.D. Martinez's BABIP last year was a crazy 375. Yelich is 373. Yeah, but he hits the ball so hard. So hard. So you can't like, okay, is it really a high BABIP? Or no, he's a great hitter. He hits the ball to all fields. And he hits the ball hard all the time. So that's why, you know, he his BABIP is as high as it is. Do you lean towards... JD Martinez over both these guys? I do. Okay, so I, I, I pretty of pretty not honestly easily, but like pretty affirmatively, I, I lean toward JD Martinez over both these guys. You know what's pretty cool to think about is Aaron Judge could be JD Martinez. He can be a top five player for fantasy. The biggest difference is the strikeouts. Yeah. Because they both hit the ball extremely hard. Like if you look at these guys side by side, it's Aaron Judge strikes out 30% of the time. Last year, JD Martinez struck out 22% of the time, which was a six-year low for him. And that's the difference. That 8% strikeout rate is the difference between J.D. Martinez hitting, you know, for a 330 batting average because both of those guys hit the ball so hard. And Aaron Judge being a 270, 280 hitter because he strikes out 8% more 
than J.D. Martinez does. He strikes out around 30% of the right. time. Right. And that's Absolutely. the biggest difference. Clearly. You so, know, you know, if Aaron Judge ever cut those strikeouts down, then he has the ability to be a 300 hitter. But we haven't really seen that at any at any point, right? Even if you go month by month throughout Judge's career, I mean, the strikeouts have been pretty consistent. Totally. What's cool about um, J.D. Martinez is the average is... He's always been good, right? Like 315, 282, 303, then 330 last year. OBP has gotten better every single year. Like, you won't 400. project a 330 batting average. But like no, I said... No, but, but I'm going to project a 300 batting average. 300, yeah. He can be a... He, he's going to be a 300 hitter. With 40 Unless home, something goes with, drastically wrong. With 40 home runs. Yeah. So, I'm going And what I'm learning now is, especially in these roto drafts, man, please grab batting average early. You got to grab batting average early. It's... The only guys so, you're going to get batting average from late, and I'm kind of figuring it out now on the fly, is Michael Brantley, Yuli Gurriel, maybe like Jesse Winker, Corey Dickerson. Like, it's not pretty. Robinson Cano, like, he's another batting average guy, you know, in the middle to later rounds, but you, you got to be conscious of batting average early. I drafted Jose Ramirez and Bryce Harper. But your guess is as good as mine is what they're going to hit because Bryce Harper's volatility and batting average has been all over the place, and we'll get into that too. But definitely, you know, one year he's a three thirty hitter, the next year he's a two forty nine hitter. Weird. So his like volatility and batting average is all over the place. Good luck trying to project his bat. Like I, w- I project Bryce Harper for like two seventy five, just because it's, kind it's of the middle. middle. Yeah, you don't really. Know. And then Jose Ramirez, he's kind of sacrificed batting average the past couple of years become more of a power hitter. As I've said throughout the draft process, we're going to get into these guys in just a few moments. I said Jose Ramirez because that was the other player I drafted here. We, we'll get to this in a few moments, but those outfielders, the Stanton, the Judges, the Harpers, that are all going the second round. Like What's amazing about them and picking where you are for the opportunity to get them is that they all have the ability to finish as first-round picks. Like We've seen Harper go off the board at two overall, and that year he was going at two. Many people argue he should be one. Stanton was a first-round pick forever. Aaron Judge last year he made the argument he was a first-round pick. So all of those guys have the ability to finish as a first round with first-round value, which I think um, obviously is great value if you can get them in the second and you get the season that you expect. Before we get to those guys more in-depth, I want to then argue the Christian Yelich versus Ronald Acuna point. Because if we both agree that J.D. Martinez should be the third outfielder off the board, and we kind of compared him to Yelich, and that makes me think that you also have Yelich above Acuna. Acuna. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, and, and it comes down to the batting average. Sure. I trust the batting average more for Christian Yelich, just because he doesn't strike out as much as a guy like Acuna. You're kind of hoping that Acuna... Is Christian Yelich. Well, Maybe la- with last, more stolen bases. Last year's Christian Yelich. Not like Marlins, ver- early Marlins. No, no, no. no. Like, you're kind of, based on my projection, right? So I have Christian Yelich for 300 batting average, 28 home runs, 100 runs scored, 95 ribbies, 18 stolen bases. That's kind of what you want Ronald Acuna to be. Sure. Maybe more, more stolen, stolen bases. bases. Stolen bases. But if he gets more stolen bases, that's going to come at the expense of his RBIs because that means he's going to be leading off. Because I truly believe that if he bats cleanup, his stolen bases are going to be closer to 15 for the season. If he bats leadoff, Ronald Acuna, that is, he might be able to steal 25 bases. He might even be able to come close to 30. But then his RBIs are probably going to be closer to 80. If he bats cleanup in the Braves lineup, then he's probably going to be closer to 95, 100 RBIs. So it's kind of the trade-off. And someone on Twitter asked me yesterday, you know, where do you want Ronald Acuna to bat? Because yesterday in the Braves lineup, he was batting cleanup. Mm-hmm. I said, I want him to hit leadoff because I want the stolen bases. Sure. So, you know, I'd rather have the 25 to 30 stolen bases for Ronald Acuna. But with Christian Yelich, look, the second half was just, it was otherworldly. I mean, That's why it was the MVP. It was, it was ridiculous. I, 367 with 25 home runs in the second half alone. I mean, you want some guys to have 25 home runs in a full season. Christian Yelich did that in the second half alone. He had a 1219 OPS. 
He did make some batted ball adjustments here. He raised his fly ball rate by 4%. The hard hit rate went up from 45% to 50% for Christian Yelich here in the second half. He's a legitimate five-category contributor, 88th percentile in terms of sprint speed. So I trust the stolen bases are going to be, you know, in that 15 to 20 range for Yelich. Maybe he doesn't have the same upside in terms of stolen bases that Ronald Acuna does. Still hits too many ground balls. Still over 50% last year. But it's trending in the right direction. Like, I say the 51.8%, which is still very high, that was a career low for Christian Yelich. So he's slowly trending in the right direction. And look, his 35.6% home run to fly ball ratio was ridiculous last year. Was it? The year before, Aaron Judge posted a 35% home run to fly ball ratio. So, like, when you hit the ball as hard as they do, Judge's hard hit rate last year was, I mean, two years ago, was 45%. That maintained a 35% home run to fly ball ratio. Yelich's hard hit rate last year was 47.6%. So, better than Aaron Judge the year before. It was the seventh best in baseball, and he had a 35% home run to fly ball ratio. So... Yes, it's very high. I'm not going to project him to hit 36 home runs again. But if he's hitting the ball that hard, it's really not that crazy because we saw Aaron Judge do it two years ago. I think the home run to fly ball ratio is probably closer to like the 25%, maybe 25 sure. to 30%, you know, if, it, if he can still kind of maintain uh, his quality of contact. But again, close to 30 home runs, a 300 hitter. He's a legitimate hitter. Uh, he's going to score a lot of runs in this Brewers lineup. Expected to bat second. RBIs are going to be there because it's still a very deep lineup. So even when it wraps around, I still think he's going to have RBI opportunities and he's going to steal bases. So I think he's a little bit safer than Acuna. I'd rather have him than Acuna. I agree with you. I agree with you for everything that you said. He's going to steal. He's going to steal you a few bases. I got to start saying something outlandish so that you disagree. With me. I'm sorry. That's how I have it ranked. Also, I think Christian Yelich. I don't want to say Ronald Acuna is Christian Yelich. I think he could be better in all honesty than Christian Yelich. I feel safer. Might have a higher well. upside. Yeah, I do. Like. Christian Yelich's upside was what he did last year as an MVP. Definitely. You got it. Like, can it be better, though, for Christian Yelich? I don't think so. Like, I think what you got last year Probably is the not. best of what but it can could be. Can Ronald Acuna get to that level? Though? I think so. 36 home runs, I well over so. 300 batting average. Listen, we saw... Like 120 runs scored. So I don't know about the batting average, but, like, we saw 26 he homers. Strikes, he strikes out a little bit more than you. We saw the 26 homers in 111 games. Is it crazy that he hits 35 homers in 150 games? No. No, no of course not. not. In 150 games, is it... Crazy to think he gets to 30 stolen bases? No, of course not. I do think it'll be crazy to think he bats 330. That's not going to happen. But I think the stolen bases will make it, will, you know, kind of take that part away. So I think Ronald Acuna's upside is higher. In the first round, I always want a little bit more safety. So while I have no issue drafting Ronald Acuna in the first round, I do have an issue drafting Ronald Acuna ahead of Christian Yelich. Yeah, I agree with that too. And look, pre-injury, remember like when he uh, hyperextended his knee when he was in Fenway, he was trying to run through first base, kind of slid across the bag, hyperextended his knee, that's Ronald Acuna. Uh, before the injury last year in 29 games, he was, you know, 8% walk rate. He was striking out a lot, 29% of the time, 265 hitter. He had five home runs during that, that stretch. When he came back from the injury, that's when Ronald Acuna really, really took off. 82 games post-injury, the walk rate up to about 10%. The strikeout rate, down 24%, so down about 5%. He was a 300 hitter, 380 OBP, 589 slugging percentage. He had a 285 isolated power, uh, 21 home runs in 82 games. So we talk about what is the upside for Ronald Acuna. So 82 games, you know, you, you multiply that by two, 160 game season. 
he could hit around 40 home runs. Like, that's what his upside can be. He showed that, like, as hot as he was in the second half last year, he showed it uh, during that stretch. 14 stolen bases already during that time. So, again, he has the speed. He has the ability here to steal 25 to 30 bases. The upside legitimately is higher. It's hard to say, man. Like, yeah, I think his upside could be higher than Christian Yelich. I'll just, I'll just say it like that. But I think Christian Yelich is a little bit more so you agree, uh, we're in of, again. A, of a safer player. But the adjustments that he made, though, in season, Ronald Acuna, I can't stress that enough in terms of plate 100%. discipline. 100%. Like not chasing as many pitches. Uh, before he got hurt, 32% chase rate. When he came back, 26%. Like, we're talking about a guy, how old is he? 21, 22 years old, Ronald Acuna? He is Making 21 those, years old. He just turned 21. Those type of adjustments mid-season, like, this is a really, really impressive cat here. Absolutely. Totally, totally agree with you. The upside is, you know, the moon for Ronald Acuna. Now, Frank, we're going to, I know we're getting to the break in, in just a few moments here, so I don't want to start a whole new tier, but I think that tier, when it gets you after the break, is kind of what we mentioned earlier. These three guys, really four guys, you want to include Charlie Blackman in him, that have the ability to be a first-round pick or have been a first-round pick just a few, you know, Years ago or even a year ago. That's what Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, John Carlos Stanton, and Charlie Blackman represent. They're all going in the second round right now. Should they be? What the what should the order be for these guys? We'll let you know when we return. It's Frank Stample, it's Greg Sussman, it's the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Rain dance. Make it rain. Buck Martinez, he is the voice of the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't think there are too many leaders in baseball anymore. I don't, I don't think there are too many Sal Bandos or too many Darren Daltons or Derek Jeters, guys that can run the clubhouse and keep everybody in line. I think everybody's just kind of afraid to step on anybody's toes. You don't see too many true leaders in the sport anymore. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.
If you can't get enough football, Roto Experts has launched the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the guys at Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content each and every day this year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% right now. We head on to RotoExperts.com. Promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package. Only available for you at RotoExperts.com. If you're used to the Fantasy Baseball Exclusive Edge Package, which we've done you know every year in existence, well, please purchase Frank's Patreon. It's available right now. And I can't tell you this. It's cheaper than the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Baseball Package. It is. It's all Frank. So please, help a BFF out. Uh, contribute to Frank for 10 bucks. You'll get his updated Fantasy Pros rankings, 10 bucks a month. Um, and honestly, if you don't care about football, you can stop paying the 10 bucks a month when baseball season's over. And then come back next season. Like, he won't be upset with that. That's cool. I will not. So, I blame you. 10 bucks, you get Pretty much everything. Twenty five bucks, you I think get his soul. So like <laughs> twenty five bucks, I will basically do your draft for you. No, that's not. I mean, look, part of the draft, part of the fantasy baseball season that's so fun is doing your own draft. But, but like, if you're I will be you, there like on call if you need help. Like I'm go pro- to the bathroom. Like, FaceTime. There's a good chance on March nineteenth when I have my home league draft. I'm just going to buy Frank's lunch like every day that week, so I could text him during my draft, and he's forced to respond. That's twenty five dollars. I would rather you just sign up for the Patreon, Greg. Okay. Fine. Well, you still owe me a bunch of lunches anyway. I and I think a few beers in there, too. I bought you beers on Friday. Oh, that's true. I bought you beer. Now I have to buy you lunch. Did you buy me beer? Did I not? Are you going to expense that? No. Oh, really? I was buying the beers oh, from you. All, right, all right, I didn't know that. No. Well, thank you, Greg. I, we had a great time. It was I, fun. It was fun. It was a good time. I, but I, thank but, you for the beers, Greg. I, th- I do still owe you two lunches, though. What did we say? Shake Shack? Is that what we wanted to do? We haven't done that in a while. We haven't. I, I, I'm going to get you dinner, dinner soon. We gotta have dinner really soon, to be honest with yeah. you. We have to have an auction dinner. We have to have an auction dinner. You never come to my house, but I don't. Well, I feel like you don't want to come to Queens. I, you're invited if you want. No, to No, I come. appreciate that. It's just like we have work, and then I live close, so yeah. it's easy. It's just easy. All right. If I invited you and Judy over to my house on a weekend for well, dinner, sure. You come? Yeah, of course. Right. We're BFF, man. Set something up. Uh, that sounds great. I mean, Queens is you know it's not the easiest trip to make. I'm sure, I can make it. Right. Um, Would you take a cab there? Oh, I take a subway. <laughs> I'd probably take a Uber from the from when I get to the, off the subway. I wouldn't take the the bus after that. Yeah, that's true. That's what I would do. Although there is a train that leaves you right next to a bus that like oh is like a five minute ride that brings you basically right to my house. Then I would, I would do that. Yeah, I wouldn't like walk anywhere to get the bus. That's fair. Can't blame me for that. Just being honest with you, <laughs> um, yeah, bougie so, Greg. So we have I our walk. We have our draft two weeks from tomorrow for I Thursday. Even, I don't even know my draft lottery yet for my home league. So we have our draft two weeks from Thursday, and then we have, we, so we probably should have dinner next week or something like that. I think we could just do it during work hours, too, if you want. Yeah, I'm down. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, Kinga got a new job, so she actually has to travel a lot, like, going between, like, Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. So she's, you, like... You should go with her. She's... Have you been to D.C. before? She's going, like, she's leaving tomorrow at 8 a.m. She's coming back Friday night. Oh, I thought maybe, so it, was like, like, I thought yeah. maybe it was, like, over through a weekend. No, like, no, no. You it's, go, like, leave on Friday. Week, so, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some days available where, like, I'm not doing anything because she's not around. And I'm going to need food, so maybe one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> you want to feed me? She's not going to be here. All right. <laughs> maybe Friday night. Maybe, uh, like, I don't know, tomorrow night. But, I don't know, like, those are two nights where she's going to be gone. I got nothing to do. All right. 
Oh, Whatever you want to do. Well, let's, let's talk. All right. Okay. Should we have the outfielders? Yes, we should. All right, perfect. The Yankee game was canceled today, by the way, because of rain. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. That means that a lot of games are probably going to be canceled. Probably. Because they all kind of play in the same area. Yep. Hopefully, you Darvish isn't, man. That's one that I really want to see what happens to today. Like, we are on you Darvish watch. He's one of the, the big names to pay attention to here during the spring. Let's see what happens. The Blue Jays-Red Sox game was also canceled. And... Yeah, that looks like it for now. Everything, a few other games are warming up, so let's see. The Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper tier. How does that break down for you and why? So I still have all these players in the same tier as Acuna, Yelich, J.D. Martinez. I mean, you can argue that maybe they shouldn't be, but to me, these are all like mid to late first round, maybe early second round outfielders. Um, but I have it... Excuse me. Excuse I have me. it, uh, Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. I have it in that order. So I have Bryce Harper the highest out of the the three. And I don't disagree. Like, I heard Ronis talking about this yesterday on Scout Fantasy. You can hear him at 2 p.m. here on FNCSY Radio. Um, he drafted Aaron Judge, I believe, 12th or 13th in our great fantasy baseball invitational draft. And he said that Judge should be a first-round pick. I can't really argue with that. Well, you did when, I, when you showed me the second half. No, it wasn't the second half. It's the uh, it's the home road. Home road specific. Sorry, home road specific. Yeah. I mean, those matter more for head to head leagues than you know in roto. It's end of season numbers. Like, yeah, Aaron Judge is much better at home. You know, I'm looking at it here. 322 hitter at home with an 1137 OPS in Yankee Stadium. On the road, he's a 226 hitter with a 793 OPS. So you know, he's more like Steven Souza when he's on the road. Uh, and he's you know he's he's Aaron Judge. He's JD. He's JD Martinez. Uh, when he's at home in Yankee Stadium. So those are stark differences. But for Roto, it doesn't really matter. It's like, okay, end of season numbers. You know, he's still going to hit 40 to 45 sure. home runs. He has the upside to give you 50. Uh, he's in a great lineup. He's going to hit, you know, 270. And he's no slouch on the base pats either. Like, he's going to give you 8 to 10 stolen bases. So I do agree that Aaron Judge should be should be a first-round pick in 15-team leagues. If you're in a 12-team league, he's there on the turn. But not before Bryce Harper. To me, it's like... Maybe Aaron Judge is safer. Bryce Harper is volatile. I've talked about this. Like, his batting average the last four years, Greg. Two, Unbelievable. 249, 319, 243, 330. Like, he's inconsistent. Oh, you, you went the other way. That yeah. Was, that was weird. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> I, w- I was going from last year and back. Yeah. Um, but he's inconsistent on a year-to-year basis. And we still don't even know where he's going to play. Like, the only one to me that you really have to worry about is San Francisco. If he goes to the Dodgers or if he goes to Philly, I, I mean, I'd love Philly. Philly's the ideal destination, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's a, just a better ballpark than Dodgers. But if he goes into that Dodgers lineup, <laughs> that's a pretty good Dodgers lineup, too. Uh, so, the- so so let me try to figure this out, yeah. right? So you mentioned the volatility. 273, 330, 243, 319, and then 249 last season. Why? What change? What almost changes year to year? that he has not been able to have a sustained batting average around, you know, 300. So, I think last year he obviously had bad Babbitt luck, right? If you look at the two years where, you know, in 2016 where he hit 243 and last year where he hit 249, last year, uh, you know, his la- his Babbitt last season was 289. Batting average on balls in play was 289, uh, despite his hard hit rate being the highest of his career. 42.3%. 42.3%. Now, you know, he did 
He did pull the ball a ton last year, 42%. That was the second highest of, the, of his career. But guess what? He also pulled the ball 45% of the time when he won the MVP back in 2015, when he was completely ridiculous. So, you know, these are things that I was looking at. He still hit the ball hard last year. His BABIP was unlucky. That's what it comes down to. I mean, he had a 289 BABIP. He, hit, he was a 249 hitter. His expected batting average was 260. So, you know, we'll talk about expected batting average a lot. It's not extremely higher, but a lot of the times... People's expected batting average, according to StatCast, is lower than their batting average. His was 11 points higher. So I do so want to... He, he was unlucky. He, I mean, in, in the two years where he hit exactly 243 and 249, his BABIP was much lower than his career mark, which is right around 320. 264 in 2016, 289 in 2018. In the years they batted over 300 in the last four, back in 2015's MVP season, 369 was his batting average balls in play, which also isn't sustainable. And then in 2017, 356. So, like... There's a wide range of Babbitt. We've talked a lot about Babbitt, which is batting average of balls in play this week. And a lot of times I've brought it up, Frank has mentioned, he's like, well, he hits the ball so hard, it's going to land somewhere. And, and that's what you kind of said about a lot of players. Which or, or, or speed guys, they hit the yeah. ball on the ground, they run it out. They can, yeah. they can, run, they can make it. It's not always a direct correlation just between hitting the ball hard and Babbitt because, I mean, you know, you could be unlucky for an entire season, right? Like, you're squaring the ball up, but it's like, these guys have so many different shifts and stuff, and they know how to align their fielders where, you know, maybe a lot of the times when you're hitting the ball on the screws, it's going right at defenders. So, and especially now as a lefty, with so many shifts in the game and, you know, over dramatic shifts where, you know, they're playing another guy in basically, you know, right field that's taking away a line drive or a hard hit ground ball, it's a little bit harder. So, you know, we saw it happen with like Mark Teixeira. What happened, like, when they started shifting him crazy in, in Yankee Stadium, all they tried to do was hit it out of the park. He was just trying to hit it over the shift. But he, you know, he, he ended up turning sure. into a 220, 230 Constantly. Because, you know, it was just because of the shifts. But you look at, you look at the stack has data last year for Bryce Harper, like, the average exit velocity is still very good. His expected WOBA, Greg, was 96 percentile. He's in the top 4% in terms of, like, Wobo, weighted on base average, which is, you know, another metric similar to kind of like, it's it's a more contemporary version of like what they're trying to replace OPS, basically. It, it, it weighs, you know, uh, ballparks and uh, your lineup and, and it kind of, uh, it weighs it compared to like everyone else in the league. 96th percentile. So he's in the top 4% of the league in terms of, uh, you know, his expected Wobo. Expected slugging percentage, 91st percentile. You know, he was unlucky last year. He flat out was unlucky. What do you think? How would you have these three ranked in terms of Judge, Harper, and Stanton? Because I think if you ask 10 different people, you might get... I don't even know if there's like 10 different combinations, but you, you could get different answers every single time. It's to, really, really hard for me. Bryce Harper has... like the, the reason why I rank him higher is he has the ability to hit 330. Aaron Judge doesn't have that ability. And the batting average is hard to come by. Like Bryce has showed us that. His ultimate upside is... If you put together like all his best categories throughout the seasons, he could hit 330 with 40 to 45 home runs, 20 stolen bases, 100 runs, and over 100 RBIs. That could be Bryce's best season. Can Aaron Judge's best season be better than that? I don't think so. So, I feel most comfortable saying I would put Stanton last out of these three. I have him last as well. Only because he strikes out he the sucks. same. He definitely doesn't suck. He strikes out the same amount as Aaron Judge. Better Yankee fan. But almost walks six percent less than Aaron Judge. So 
He has the powers the same, the RBIs are the same, the runs are the same, projected, of course. So if you're looking just for a couple of differences, and that's all you're looking for, that strikeout-to-walk ratio is enough for me to rank him last. Is that enough for you? I don't know why you have him last, but like, is that enough for you? Yeah. Um, I think the... Aaron Judge hits the ball average. so freaking hard. Yeah, and look, they both hit the ball. They both hit the ball. Extremely yeah, hard. I mean, they're similar. 40, yeah. They're really similar they're, players. I just I said, mean, they're look, really similar. You're looking for differences Stanton, on really similar players. Dark Carlos Stanton's probably going to give you like two, three stolen bases, whereas Judge is going to give you eight to ten. Is that the difference? Maybe it is. So I thought that Maybe was the fact be, that you're going to get like so five to seven more stolen bases. Last year, Stanton stole five bases. Judge, even though he played 112 games, but stole six. Yeah, but that was in 112 games. In so he plays 150. In, in 155, he gave you nine the year before. It was going to be 8 to 10. Sure. <laughs> Those, you know, stolen bases matter that much. In terms of, like, you know, when you rank players in terms of, like, auction dollars, it goes based on, like, Z scores and stuff. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into this too much. But don't. It, it basically puts a weighted value on every single statistical category. So the difference between, like, 3 and 8 or 9 stolen bases between Stanton and Judge is actually going to pushed the auction rank value of Aaron Judge up that much more, or, like, just ahead of him because of the stolen bases. Like, they actually do mean that much. Okay. So you want to use stolen bases, I'll use the strikeout to, to walk ratio. Whatever it is, Stanton's last for us. Yeah, I mean... Out of these three. They're very similar players. They're both going to strike out around 30% of the time. And, you, you know, you look at what's the outlier season for John Carlos Stanton. It was his MVP year. He only struck out 23.6% of the time. Every other season in his career, he was 26.6% or higher. He's a you know, career 28% strikeout rate. So that's the outlier. His MVP season was the outlier year in terms, of, uh, in terms of strikeout rate. He still swings and misses a lot. He hits the ball extremely hard. One thing that I did notice last year with Giancarlo Stanton is that, how about this, Greg? He hit 229 with a 779 OPS at Yankee Stadium. He was the opposite of Aaron Judge. He sucked at Yankee Stadium. Had to get comfortable. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, this is me making the case for him. I get it. Where if, you know, if he hits 250 and the OPS gets up to 850-900, where it should be for John Carlos sure. Stanton in Yankee Stadium, then his upside is maybe even higher. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't perform under pressure, man. He pisses me off. In real-life baseball, John Carlos Stanton pisses me off. In the big moments when you need him most, he didn't come through. Sure. I know, you know, a lot of Yankee fans will say, um, oh, well, Aaron, when Aaron Judge got hurt, Giancarlo Stanton put the team on his back. There was like a month stretch where like he hit 300. Sure, yeah, that's fine. Played with a bad hamstring all year, too. He did, but he's always kind of nicked up, though, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. All right, so we both have Stanton last out Not of Not a clutch career. player. Would you feel comfortable thinking of the, the, literally back-to-back-to-back? I know there's a little, little bit of separation in the NFBC. Um, let me see who they're actually separated by. Hang on. So you have Judge in between... In between Harper and Stanton, you have Justin Verlander. All right, that's a pitcher. Um, and in between Judge and Harper, you have Goldschmidt, Story, Machado, Baez. So if I'm taking, I'm kind of looking at this from a roster construction perspective here. If I'm taking Aaron Judge or Stanton, I kind of want to pair them with someone who's going to be close to a 300 batting average. If I'm going, you need some speed. If I'm going hitter, hitter, you need some speed too. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, like, so look at this team, for example. I'm looking at, you know, my draft right now, and, and someone started Lindor, Stanton, Mondesi. 
You get your you get your speed with Montesi. I'm nervous with the pitching then, though. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, he has Patrick Corbin, Blake Trinan, and David Price. That's not good. 15-team league, you're going to have a hole somewhere. That's okay. what it comes That's down not to. not good. You're going to have a hole somewhere. Ronis, for example, started Aaron Judge and Alex Bregman. That's pretty good. Because you get the batting average of Bregman. Not a lot of stolen bases. Still. You'll get like 8 to 10 out of both guys. I mean, you just kind of like, you got to chip, chip away at the stolen base category throughout the draft. I think it'd be awesome to like pair Acuna and Stanton. Like, that would be fun. Is that doable? Not really. No. Stanton's not really going to fall. Like, maybe you might get lucky. Who do you think Acuna person picking your... Blake Snell. Because really? they took Acuna fourth overall. Got it. But if you get Acuna at eight or nine, right, then the, maybe you right, could get Stanton. What about the Yelich person? Starling Marte. That's interesting. Telling you, batting average and stolen bases. Starling you're getting a five-category contributor in, in Yelich, and then you're getting Starling Marte, who doesn't kill you in home runs, but he also gives you runs. He's going to give you batting average. He's going to give you stolen bases. Starling Marte. You're making the... Uh, Just earlier than I would take Starling Marte. Yeah. Personally. In Roto, man. He's a second. He's a late second. All right, so you're officially Harper over Judge you're taking. Yes. Can't argue. It's not going to be a popular take, but... I don't think I want to do it. Can't argue. Am I going to argue with you? Yeah. And I got I got Harper later than Judge and Stan. I got Harper five picks after Stan. All right, we gave you the top eight. For the next hour, we'll give you, you know, a couple more. Stick around. Hour two is next. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, so powerful. 